Hi, I'm Dave Baker. This is episode 35 of It's Pronounced Zine. On this episode, we're going to be talking to my friend Sabrina Dropkick from San Fernando Valley Zine Fest. Let's do it. Here comes Dave Baker with the show. Talking about paper publications, you should know. Authors and photographers that are fresh on the scene. Don't be getting twisted. Twisted. It's pronounced Zine. Zine, Zine, Zine. Zine. Mike was in the middle. I thought there was like a bottle of wine. That's what everybody <laughs> I was like, says. What? <laughs> no, it's just a sticker. I brought you one. Oh yay! Um, word. Uh, thank you so much. You're I'm gonna welcome. put that on my sketchbook. Yay. Um, word. So we usually just. Is this on? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh fuck! I'm, I'm allowed to curse, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah okay, of course. Okay. <laughs> no, there's no fucking cursing. Please, fuck. please be be respectful. Um, yeah, uh, I'm Dave Baker, and who are you, my friend? I'm Sabrina Dropkick. Oh, fuck. San Fernando Valley Zine Fest, apparently. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it's been a little bit in the making. It I remember has. when you... We were talking about this forever. Forever. Yeah. Forever. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, I, like, jumped into zine world. I was just like, whoa. And I was like, why isn't this in the valley? So I was like, I'm going to do it. Um, and then, oh God, like, this is so hard. Well, oh life God. is a thing, you <laughs> Absolutely. know. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And so is ambition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, it was hard to get things going, and I kept thinking I needed more people or something. And then I just like called a meeting and was like, "If anyone wants to come, please show up. I'll be in my friend's backyard." And people showed up, so I got a lot of input that way. But that's also how I. I had met the girls from the 1111 um, Creative Collective before, mm-hmm. but this is where I got to really like meet them and talk to them, mm-hmm. and they're who hooked us up with the venue, basically. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh my God, I'm so grateful <laughs> yeah. to them. They have so many connections, and they've been so gracious, and it's like... Just exactly why I love this community is people being so willing to help people. Totally. And like... The demand for art in the valley is so, so, so strong. Really? Oh, for sure. I don't. I mean, this is your world, not mine. Because oh. I'm not gonna lie, I don't kind of go further than North Hollywood. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> well, this is. I never come to Hollywood. So sure. Like, no, I and it's, it's understandable. <laughs> it's just. It's nothing ill will. My whole life is in the valley, and people don't get it. But like, I even play roller derby in the valley. We have a derby league out there. Yeah. Um. We just had a game on Saturday. Um, it's just SFV, San Fernando Valley Roller Derby. But um, how did you do? I won MVP blocker. They can't see, but hair flip. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we won, so that was pretty dope. Um, but yeah, so there's that, but there's all sorts of art too. Like I've been trying to get this together, but there's also the SFV Art Book Fair. They threw a little gig in like January, February, maybe it was, but it looks like they have a bigger one coming up in August in Van Nuys. Mm-hmm. And um, I just went, the Pacoima City Hall has been having, like, tons of cool art stuff. I went to a Day of the Dead thing that they do there annually. But um, the L.A. Poet Society, I had a couple of those people um, show up at our fundraiser. We had our first fundraiser in April, the Festival of Feels. And um, they were like, oh, we're doing this um, celebration Celebration of Words, I believe it's called, and it's a festival that is put on by Tia Chuchas, which is um, a cultural center in the valley, and they put on all kinds of like free or low-cost 
workshops and stuff. They do a small press, um, and they do a lot of bilingual uh, literature and stuff like that. So they've been putting that on, and I got to go check that out. So there's a lot going on. There's also the Canoga Park Art Walk, which the 1111 girls do. And they that's starting this Thursday. And they're still looking, like, you can still register if artists want to participate. Damn, man, you just know all the fucking shit. Oh, going my down God. I'm valley. just so excited because, like, especially when I got in with them, I was just like, wow, there's so much more that I didn't even know about. And yeah. it's just like, it's it's starting to fizzle. Like, they said that last year at the Reseda Art Walk, which is where our Zine Fest is going to be a part of, mm-hmm. they said they had 8,000 people show up. Woo! the first art walk in yeah. Reseda. Yeah. Like, you would never, you know... Never would have thought. I didn't even think people lived in Reseda. Right? Like, what's yeah. Reseda? Like- <laughs> Reseda is a thing? How do you spell that? Yeah. Um, Reseda is a thing, and people showed up for it for the first one. So That's I'm great. excited to give that opportunity to zine people. Yeah, yeah. And also to just bring this category of art to the valley as well. I dig it. How did you uh, first get into zines? Well, I feel like I was making zines before I knew what zines were. I think everybody does. Yeah, kind I was about of, to yeah. say, but I'm not yeah. trying to like tell other people stories or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and um, I got into it in like this, I guess, time frame of my life because through roller derby, we have a junior roller derby league. We did an art fundraiser, a silent auction. Um, and I was like, I'm not much of a visual artist, so, like, what do I do? I'm a writer. So I was like, oh, I'll make a zine. Like, I knew what zines were. I'm familiar with, like, Riot Girl and all of that. Well, more than familiar, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, I know what you and, mean. And, um, I was like, oh, I'll make a fucking zine. Like, that'll be easy. It wasn't. I pulled an all-nighter. <laughs> <laughs> was, like, at FedEx, like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, yeah. I'm so much better with the Xerox. I never thought. Um, but... I made a zine for this event, and, like, the kids fucking loved it. And, like, it, I didn't even finish it. I was, like, coloring in shit after, like, reading it to them. And the kids thought it was, like, a coloring book. And so they all, like, helped me finish, like, making the zines that they, like, bought. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. But, um, so, yeah, like, that actually inspired. I did some kids' workshops, and, like, two of those kids, I sell their zines now under my, like, distro, Eat Art. Um, and like Jen Hitchcock, who runs the store it was in Bookshow, um, at the time she was in Frogtown within the Nomad, um, like art collective. And she was just like, yo, I fucking love this shit. Like I sell zines and I was like, what? There's a (laughs) store with these in them? And, um, I actually asked her how, um, if she was doing an open mic and she hadn't had anyone doing an open mic yet. So I started doing an open mic there too, every first Friday. Yeah. I, but, I went to one, right? Really? Yes. I tabled at one there oh, with you. Yeah. We did yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, probably one of the anniversary shows. Yeah. Or that's yeah, right. That was, vendors. that was a while ago too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that one was like maybe two years ago. Cause we had, our, that was two years yeah, ago. Yeah. Because we had our, our second birthday, I didn't do shit. Cause I was like really depressed and I didn't care. And then our third birthday was in May. And we did, like, a thing. Because it actually fell on my birthday, too, on May 5th. Uh, so we've been doing that like, for three fucking years. That's fucking crazy. I know. Wow. And Jen wrote a really nice piece in um, her, like, neighborhood paper. I wish I could remember it. I feel like a dick. But I took, like, five copies of it. So if anybody <laughs> wants to see it, I'm sure I have a copy. But anyway, Jen was like, the zine's the shit. You should do more. And so, boom. I made more. 
And then I was just like, honestly, manic before I knew what manic was. Mm. And I was like, I'm going to do this thing. And now I know what mania is, and Mm -hmm. I also know what organizing a scene fest is. Mm -hmm. There's so much um, (laughs) self-discovery with you. You're just learning all about yourself. I just, like, have to dive in, apparently. Like, I can't be told what to do. But um, it's, like, worth it. Like, it's a great distraction from, like, the bullshit in the rest of the world. And Mm -hmm. What are you talking about? The world is great right now. Oh, my God. It's, like, super good, right? No. (laughs) It's, like, even beyond that, like, uh, whatever. Um, And it just, it's, like, no matter how hard it is or how overwhelmed I feel by it, it, like, just fills a part of my soul that can be filled elsewhere. And, like, I was was trying to think of how to explain it because I was, like, damn, like, people were, like, don't fucking put money into it. Don't put money into it. And I was, like just a dollar mm-hmm. and then like you know and so like i ended up being able to make some of my money back at the um fundraiser which was really cool to see like the willingness of people to get this thing off the ground um but i had no idea what i was getting myself into and um the fact that it's coming along and that i have integrity is like awesome mm-hmm. like i don't know really how it's happening how many happening. zine fest organizers don't have integrity though <laughs> Like, is there, is there, like, a booming piracy industry of motherfuckers who, like, set up zine fests and then abscond with everyone's, like, half tables? I don't know. I just, like... Like, I think it says more about you that you wanted to set up a zine yeah. fest than you're actually setting it up. Because that takes so much effort and so much work. Yeah. Uh, and that there's, I mean, you know, you know, there's, like, yeah. no real reward. It's like, yeah. oh, people are either pissed at you or they're pissed at you. I haven't had anyone too mad yet, yeah, but like, it hasn't happened yet. I'm gonna say like apps are still open, so <laughs> <laughs> so like we'll find out. Where, but, like, where can people find the apps? sfezinfest.com slash applications or apply, apply. I think, okay. or just like go to the site and click vendors. Copy that, and that's till the 19th. I extended it because to June 19th. Yeah, of yes. This just because we're we, in. I don't know if we're gonna. It's gonna go out this week or next that's week. That's fine. So I'm just trying to. I'm aware of how the show works. Yeah, yeah. Um, my favorite podcast, fucking, they record that shit months in advance, and sometimes it's, like, not relevant, and I'm like, guys. <laughs> but anyway. Um, yeah. Are you uh, originally from the Valley? No, but when I first moved here, I went straight to the Valley. Oh, okay. And I didn't mean to. It's just that I didn't know what I was doing, so I let my friend do all of it. Mm-hmm. So he was like, this is where we're going to live. And um, all my friends, I came out here to finish film school. Hmm. All my friends lived in Hollywood, and I was jealous at first, and then I visited their, like, cockroach-infested apartments with no parking. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No longer jealous. Mm. Love the fucking valley. (laughs) Like, ride or die, like, valley girl for life. I only lived outside the valley, like, for six months, Mm. so it doesn't count. Right, right. Yeah. Um, Which film school did you go to? I went to college in Chicago um, at Columbia College, and they have what they call semester in L.A., and you come out here and work on, well, not work, but we have, like, classes on Rally Studios a lot. Mm. I used to live across the street from there. Word. Mm -hmm. Cool. Sorry? I don't know. Did you like it? It was fine, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it was, um, I ended up doing two of those programs, and I tried to, like, get into, like, doing like mainstream Hollywood internships and all that and I just like 
I like knew that was never gonna be my jam, but that's like the direction my school was like kind of pushing everyone in. Mm-hmm. So, um, needless to say, I was very quickly jaded, and now, <laughs> now you make I zines. make zines, yeah. and but it's like exactly like what I. That's one of the reasons why I loved it was like getting stuck in filmmaking and script writing and like screenplays taking forever, and it's like even if you finish a screenplay, it doesn't mean it's gonna be made, and I was just like tired of like not having shit done and not I like I just wanted to hold it I just wanted to make something and hold it and be like this is the thing that I made mm-hmm. and so I don't know if that's my impulsive nature or whatever but I just wanted something now do, do you think that your background in film influenced the zines that you make hmm or are they kind of a reaction to the film stuff where you're just like fuck all of you <laughs> I mean probably <laughs> even if I'm not aware of it I think really it all just ties into like um, my love for storytelling and um, for like sharing truth, um, especially in terms of things that like aren't shared about often. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, like I remember being in college and not knowing like how to explain what I wanted to be because I wanted to do so many things. Like I wanted to make a movie and write a book and like talk to people, you know, like, fucking, like, whatever. And I was just like, all I can think is to say, like, I like to tell stories. And then, boom, all of a sudden, there's all these storytelling podcasts and shit. So it's cool to, hello. Oh, there's a small child looking through that window with no front teeth. They don't got no teeth. That's Uh dope. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That that child's actually a crackhead. (laughs) That that child, uh, yeah. Yeah, they, they, they smoked black tar and had no longer have front teeth. That was that. super cute. If if they have, then they're back. Oh, they're back. They hurt. All right, we should probably not pay that attention anymore because it, it will just I'm keep so coming back and yeah. coming back. It's like glitter, <laughs> except awfuler. Glitter, the movie with Mariah Carey? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or just glitter in general. Okay, fair enough. It's just yeah. as messy as kids. Mm-hmm. Um... And I'm all sidetracked with this small child that was looking through that. It's cool. That's life. Door. It is. Things never go as planned. It's so true. <laughs> it's so true. Um, uh, what have the what? What were the last shows that you've done? I think I saw you at LA Zine Fest. Is that where I saw you? Yeah. How did it treat you? Awesome. Like super. A lot of people were very interested, so that made my heart happy. We got um, quite a few more applications following it. And um, it was exhausting. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like those things yeah. usually are. Mm-hmm. It's like you get super amped up. Like you work off that energy of everybody. And then it's like, at least for me, as soon as I get in the car, like I pack one bowl and it's like I'm almost out. Like, <laughs> I like, can't even make like the ride home. <laughs> like, right. right. <laughs> No, I, I I know that feeling. Yeah, how was it for you? You were in good. another room. Yes, I was in the room across the way from you. Yeah, which was connected by a back hallway, which I found out like 15 minutes before the thing ended. <laughs> I yeah, like, I thought it was dope. We had bathrooms that like no one else could go in. Yes. And that was nice. That was and really it was nice. really spacious. I loved it. I didn't end up going in there because there was like a LA Zine Fest attendant guard and I got wigged out and I was like, ah, fuck scared. it. I'll just go into the normal one. <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> Uh, I had no 
choice but to go. I was like, I'm going there now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and if that guard had been like, um, excuse me, can I see your vendor wristband? You'd been like, fuck you. I wouldn't even respond. I just like pissed on his shoe. <laughs> Fair enough. No, I wouldn't. I was wearing a new romper. I would not have. Just kidding. <laughs> Every chair I could see. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it was good. It was, a, it was a lot of fun. I really like Daisy and the other people who put on the show and I uh, like the fact that nobody was there asking me if I had any Deadpool bullshit. <laughs> that was cool. Uh, I like the fact that people are actually there to buy zines because yeah. we've been to a lot of zine fests where they, it's more of a general audience zine yeah, fest, yeah. if that makes sense, mm-hmm. where everybody there seemed like they really wanted zine stuff, which was cool. Um, because I put out a new zine and it actually sold, which Hell is like, yeah. hey! That's dope. Yeah, yeah. What is it? Uh, I make like a comedy zine called Professor Cuties. It's like a roommate comedy strip uh-huh. about a diminutive college professor who falls on hard times and has to move into a single bedroom apartment with an anthropomorphic piece of mud. Uh-huh. And uh, this one is him uh, downloading a dating app. And he it's called Deathstagram, so every time you swipe left, it takes a little bit of your soul. <laughs> and uh, people uh, seem to be like, oh, okay, That's awesome. there's a couple of these now, I'll buy one. I'm like, yes, finally. Dope. Been making this dumbass zine for who knows how long, and finally they're selling. <laughs> hey, perseverance. <laughs> Fuck you, Robert Kirkman. Um, uh, but yeah, no, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, it's also nice, too, just going to locals shows and seeing people like you or, like, a bunch of the Long, Long Beach kids. Mm-hmm. Like, it's fun having everybody know each other and be a part of this weird yeah island of misfit toys. That's, like, basically when people are like, what's a zine? Uh-huh. <laughs> no, thanks. Like, the first thing I tell them, really, besides, like, oh, self-publishing, la, la, la. Is like it's defined by the community for fucking sure. Like I can like like I have a lot more anxiety these days, and so the shows can be hard. But it's like once I get there, especially if I'm tabling near someone that I know, and I've lately been requesting that, and they've been so cool with accommodating it. Because being with people I know who like know me and are chill like helps me so so much like just getting through that shit yeah yeah absolutely and also um, just somebody to watch your back and watch your table yeah that kind of bullshit oh they just it was so much more spacious than any year like I was actually able to have another person back there Mm -hmm. with me some dude gave me a pickle pipe what yes dude he was selling pickle pipes and I had to tell him the story about the pickle on my leg tattoo Mm mhm and blah blah, he gave me on. And now you're like best friends with him, and you've gone on road trips together. I mean, sure, <laughs> he might say that. Right, but. right. <laughs> um, are you tabling at any other zine shows coming up? Um, well, I'm waiting to hear about uh, Long Beach and Orange County. Oh, right. Orange County's yeah. free this year, which is really dope. I, saw I that. wonder how yeah. that. I mean, I don't even care how that happened. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's in a library this time? I think so. Yeah. I, I, so. Uh, I don't think I'm going to be doing Orange County this time because I think I'm trying to, trying to make more stuff. Mm-hmm. And I travel a lot for shows. Yeah. And so it's really difficult to maintain the making and the traveling. Oh, I know that like 100%. So, 110%. But I'm going to do Long Beach. Yeah? Yeah. I love Long Beach. I didn't do last year, but I did the first year. I took a break last year from basically everything, which is another reason why it took a little bit more time to get this 
Zine Festival of the Ground, but like, um, I feel like I've done all of them, at least in the SoCal area. Do you go up to San Fran at all? Yo, I've never been to San Francisco in my life. <laughs> I'm like ashamed. Don't uh, tell anybody. Okay. Can we no, edit that yes, out? Yes. <laughs> I've never been to <laughs> in my life. No, I would love to. And, um, you know. Yeah, we did the San Francisco Zine Fest last year. And it, it was, was great. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I was super surprised I've gotten um, a handful of applications from the Bay Area. I don't know why I'm, like, surprised that people want to do this. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, zine shows are fun. And no, they are. It's, like, silly. Like, when I'm in charge, I'm like, this is awful. It's never going to work. But when I go to things other people do, like, even the smallest backyard show, I'm just like, this is changing my life. So, like... I, I feel that way about almost every show except the Gilman Zine Fest. Oh, really? Fuck those What's dudes. What's that? I don't even know who Gilman is. <laughs> <laughs> Gilman Zine Fest is a, you know, the punk venue, the Gilman. It's like a fairly iconic punk venue. A bunch of people played there. I guess and I'm ashamed to say no. It's, it's, it, you don't, it's fine. It's not a big deal. But they, it's a fairly iconic, like, punk venue in the Bay Area. Oh, wow. And they put on a Zine Fest, and it was the worst thing I've ever been to. So much oh, so no. that the tables were back to back. Like, you couldn't get, to the table like it was like <laughs> if this was my table here the tables were touching the, the back of the table the person was right here so literally no one could come look at me it was so stupid it was so That's stupid awful. yeah 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 i try to be positive about zine stuff because i know it's hard but yeah. also fuck that noise like fuck that noise that Somebody then, didn't measure something, no right? Shit. <laughs> no shit. I'm working on that right now. I just finally took the exact measurements of where we can put tables. So I'm like figuring out the most efficient but also comfortable way. Yes. Didn't really realize that was going to be an issue. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> so much so that the, the Gilman even had like live readings in the room where we were all selling stuff. And then I got shushed. Because <laughs> I was pitching somebody my book, and I was like, "Hey, I've driven eight hours and paid to, to be in a hotel shit. to sell shit here. Hey, you want to check out my comic? It's this meets this, blah 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 blah." And the guy's like, "Oh, this is really cool. It kind of reminds me of." And then over the loudspeaker, somebody goes, "Please be quiet. We're doing zine readings." Like what? What are you? Yeah, no, that's <laughs> it was bullshit. That's a bummer. It I'm was. sorry to hear that. But the LA Zine Fest is great, and the yeah, San Fran Zine Fest is great, and the Long Beach Zine Fest is great. There's a lot of great Zine Fests. I want to go to Phoenix. Oh My yeah, Brody is one of the organizers there, and I wanted to go so bad, but you know, yes, driving, driving, yeah, uh, yeah, especially driving for one day shows. It's really yeah. hard to make that work financially yeah for sure and just time and all of that but it looked like it was a lot of fun it's really yeah, cool yeah. to see like it's definitely um makes me hopeful when i see like other like when i saw long beach's first fest and how big and successful and awesome it was it was so cool to see i agree that that's possible so. yeah especially places that aren't centralized in los angeles mm -hmm. like i'm excited that you know, things like Orange County and the, even the Santa Ana one was yeah. cool. And then Long Beach, like, I like the fact that it's obviously there's, or 
case in point, Yerzine Fest. Like, Hell I, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's, it's just like everybody always thinks of like, oh, it's LA, LA, LA. Yeah. But it's cool that there's places outside of that that are like, have yeah. thriving communities and are like, supporting fucking idiots like me who just sit in their house <laughs> making dumb shit. Well, I think that's also part of the point. Like, I started this shit because I'm tired of leaving the valley to go to this shit, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I want to be able to have a good time in my own backyard. And things are popping up, too, but that was definitely a huge motivation for me because my community, like, deserves it, mm-hmm. you know? Like, that's a visa pretty hardworking town. Mm-hmm. Towns. Towns. <laughs> Um, uh, do you, do you have a regimented schedule for how often you put out new zines or you kind of just put them out whenever? I was trying to think of like a, that's what she said, Joe, mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 but it's not coming to <laughs> I love this guy, like yeah. validating all of my jokes. <laughs> I love too that no one's going to hear it. Because he's just kind of like silently <laughs> laughing in the corner. Aristotle just kind of like laughing. He's doing that me. old man like shoulder laughing. <laughs> it's you know, getting me through this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I personally, my art is just like sporadic mm. as shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I can only focus on a few things at a time. And, totally. Um, especially with Zine Fest stuff, that takes a lot of spoons for me. But right now, I'm not working on a zine per se but um king shot press they're a small publisher in uh portland they liked one of my zines and like reached out to me about it and um that's like in limbo but um they reached out to me again recently to write an essay for an anthology they're gonna publish of all women and it's about it's all going to be pieces around sex positivity and body positivity. So that's my number one focus right now besides Zine Fest is getting a solid piece out um, for that. That's due next month. So I'm glad I'm saying it out loud to like... <laughs> so you can hold yourself accountable yeah, now? Everybody's yeah, everybody is going to hopefully ask me about it and hopefully I will say go to this place to buy it. <laughs> I will. Yes. Yeah, I have integrity now. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) You're not a corporate sellout. Until, you know, some big box corporation wants to buy the SFE Zine Fest and you're like, fuck it, give me a million dollars! I can't even, like, process, like, any of those words right now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's talk about the zines that you have made. Uh, Mm -hmm. What was the last one that you made and what was it about? The last one I made was probably... <clears throat> um, probably the last issue of Celibate Slut, um, which is the one that King Shot hit me up saying that was dope. Uh, it's just like the idea was that I want it to be a book, and it's um like memoir essays about recovery and both like mental health and addiction. Um, and it's totally evolved, which is, like, super cool and, like, the reason why I wanted to do it as zines instead of, like, you know, mm-hmm. being like, this is a book and it looks like this. I'm able to let it become something. So the last issue of that, I published two essays. One is probably my favorite essay still that I've ever written about grief and, like, grieving my best friend's death and not really even beginning to grieve that for, like... A couple years so that's my favorite one and that's in there and there's another one about an ex-boyfriend um there will be lots of 
uh, ex-boyfriends in that <laughs> memoir. But like, whatevs. It's like a learning process. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that series, like, music's been really, 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 like, imperative to my recovery. And um, so I put a lot of lyrics throughout things. Um, I have a playlist on Spotify that's continuously growing. Um, that's linked to the zine? Yeah, you can just, I think you could just look up Celibate Slut on Spotify. And what's fucked up, oh my god. I started this shit, like, years ago when I started the zine. And then I had to get a new Facebook. Mm -hmm. And since they're, like, linked to your Facebook, like, I can't access, like, the OG playlist. And I had to, like, rebuild it. So it's, like, I feel like it's not as authentic. Because I was, like, building some of it when I was, like, going through it. You know what I mean? Well, it's the but it's the reboot now. So now you have the, like... Whatever. <laughs> you have I mean, the, like, sure. The, the, the second generation <laughs> version of it. It's it's Celibate Slut, uh, the next generation. Yeah, the, the generation with fucking perspective and proper medication. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that was probably the last one. And I've written so I've started so many essays for that, but I haven't been able to finish them. But I'm in, I'm intending to also put more. Um, I've developed, I guess maybe I haven't developed skills, but I'm allowing myself to like explore other creative outlets. So like when I I went to treatment center, um, like a year and a half ago, and when I came out of that, I just started painting. Like, mm. I hadn't painted since, like, middle school when I had to in, like, art, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, I have some paintings and, like, um, drawings from that time that I would want to include because um, I have yet to write about that whole experience. And um, I play ukulele under a project called Pukulele um, where I scream and um, talk about feelings. <laughs> <laughs> so I have lyrics um, from that project that I want to publish too. So um, that's what that's going to be, or is, or mm-hmm. you know, will be and is simultaneously mm, exists. Mm-hmm. Is <laughs> no, no, no. That's good. No, it's good. I didn't know if you were you were you you were, you were like. I, I think like, I'm gonna. No, I'm not gonna. Say I could t- see. I feel like I could keep talking, and then sometimes I keep talking and keep talking. And that's keep fine. Talking. I mean, we're we're literally here to just listen to I'm, you talk. Okay, bye. I mean, that's the whole point, fine. right? I don't know. I mean, we uh, you, you don't have when to. When you told me an hour, I was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I mean, if you're if you you know if you're no, uncomfortable, it's fine. I'm not uncomfortable can... anymore. Okay, it's all Aristotle. He's the one comforting He's you. He's getting me I'm really, this. really threatening. <laughs> but fucking Aristotle. He's just a constant... He's my backbone. Dude. He's my human Xanax. <laughs> <laughs> I've told that to Stacey Russo. Have you ever met her? Mm-mm. She was known as the Barefoot Librarian. She also, right now, her big project is love activism. I fucking love her. And one time at an Inland Empire zine fest, I was like fucking having anxiety out the ass like borderline panic attack shit and she had done one of the they were doing readings and i missed her reading so i was like i missed your reading can you please just like read me some poetry right now and she was like are you fucking serious she didn't say fuck she never talks like that but whatever she was like are you serious and i said yeah and she just sat there and read me some poetry and i calmed the fuck down it was dope um so aristotle quick read some poetry yeah 
Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's allowed to be a different type of pill, okay. I guess. He, what else he, is you're there? The, uh, you're the human the human. I have these homeopathic snuggie. calm drops. You can be one of them. <laughs> <laughs> they They work. Yeah, just like your constant uh, parental smile and nod <laughs> calms both of us down. Now I'm starting to wonder if it's real. <laughs> but if it's a placebo effect? Not if it's a placebo effect, but now that he knows, is he just, like, fucking enabling me? Like, mm, mm, he, Now I can't stop looking. <laughs> okay. the, the rest of the podcast is just us staring yeah, at Aristotle. Like commentary on, like, how yeah, he looks. Yeah, yeah. He's scratching the side hair. of his face now. Um, uh, he lied. He didn't scratch. Also, his Aristotle, feet. did you have something important to do today? Is that why you're wearing your prison pit shirt? Because I know that usually you wear your prison pit or your human shirt whenever you interact with comic book nerd people and you want to see if they know what's up. <laughs> no, just a comfortable shirt. Today. Just a comfortable shirt today. Okay. I like it. It's a monster. Yes, it's a good. It's a good shirt. Um, you have a good shirt. Thank you. You have a good shirt too. We all um, have good shirts. Well, this is a good pin. My shirt under here, this is a sweatshirt, but the oh. shirt underneath, I will show you later, but um, it's a shirt from one of my favorite places in Philadelphia, where I'm from originally. <laughs> oh, snap. Yeah. Do you still have family there? Oh, yeah. Everybody's there. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I think I have, like, one uncle who left and lives in San Diego, but he's a piece of shit, so yeah, whatever. Fuck you. Fuck you, Don't uncle. give a fuck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> are you close with the rest of your family? Well, I mean, I take that as a no. No, like I am, but it's just like relationship. There are very there are different kinds of family in my life now. Okay, so I just think it's hard to say like what's good and bad because all of them are good and bad. Mm-hmm. But um, it's a very centered thing of you to say. Yeah, I mean, I have a family. Yeah, um, and they support me and love me, and I love them and. My mom will probably listen to this because she stalks the shit out of me on Facebook. <laughs> She'll share shit off my shit, and I'm like, bitch, my shit's private. How many times I got to tell you nobody could see it? I stopped telling her. She could just. That's kind of adorable, She's going to hear this and like, like, forget anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute, though, because she's like, I want to support you. Oh, she does. It's And, like, you know, when you're, like, feeling... Some of us are assholes sometimes, and so when I'm in asshole mode, like, it's fucking annoying, but, like, I don't think I know anyone else who could say their mom is proud of them for, like, allowing their face to be on the box of, like, a bong that's in the shape of a peanut. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about My mom is so fucking proud, dude, and, like, I finally sent her one for her birthday, like, a few weeks ago, and she fucking lost it, like... I it's like she knew it existed, and she still lost her shit and like posted it on Facebook. I got my own. I I my remember dad when so you <laughs> I remember when you posted that. Maybe you even told me about it before it went yeah. up, and I was like, I wonder what that's gonna look like. And like, oh no, that's you like yeah. smoking out of a penis bong. Mm-hmm. That's hilarious. Yeah. How did that happen? I work for um, a sex toy manufacturer, and um, they were just putting out a dick bong, and the CEO was not happy with the packaging, and they were like, he was like, we need to put someone on here using it to, like, make it look funnier. And they were like, nobody's going to want to be fucking on <laughs> a fucking dick bong. I wasn't at work that day either, and, like... And they called you in? They texted me. No, okay. my, they were like, ask Sabrina, and, like, they all took... Not bets, but they all guessed what my response would be. And um, my one coworker, who actually also does zines, um, 
His series is called um, When I Was a Teenage Filipino Skinhead. Mm. Um, it's a dope-ass title. Yeah, and it's a great story, and it's, it's his story. Um, anywho, Greg guessed that I would type in all caps, fuck yes but with like a's yes you know yas yeah 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 and that's exactly how i responded (laughs) i showed up to work the next day and like one of my colleagues um who's still my friend but doesn't work there anymore he does makeup he's a drag queen and when i walked in he heard i was gonna be like getting my picture taken he was like girl no and he like took me to the back and like fixed my shit up i guess so um, it's a great photo, though. It's you're pretty so silly. excited about it. You're so it. You're you're like it's your hard. eyes are huge too. You're like what? I'm a pretty expressive person when I want to be. <laughs> really, I never would have guessed that about Shut the you. Fuck up, uh, this guy. <laughs> no, I, I remember when that happened. That was super funny. Yeah, it's whatevs. You know, I don't like make money off of it or anything, but it's funny when I get like sporadic texts from people like, "Look where I'm at." Like it's in random. It's like only I'm just waiting for stores. you. I'm just waiting for you to be out on the street and someone to be like, uh, "Do I know you?" It pops up in random shit all the time. Like I couldn't tell you who, but like some fucking like comedian or something posted a picture of him and his kid, and like the bong was in the background, like with my face. So like shit like that happens pretty frequently. Mm. Oh, it was on one of my favorite fucking shows last season, Shameless. Mm-hmm. It was on Shameless. Ian Gallagher was smoking the schlong bong. Was he? Was the packaging in it too? No, but um, as per my suggest, I told them to brand the balls of the bong, and so they put the name on the fucking ballsy, and now like you could tell when someone's smoking it on Shameless. That's so funny. Yeah. Uh, how long have you worked there? Um, too long. <laughs> like five years. Um, Is it fun? It seems like it's a, a cool it, environment. It used to be. Oh, fuck. I'm looking for a new job. Hot tip. Okay. Oh, Just shit. so you know. Craigslist. <laughs> Craigslist backslash need a new job backslash Yeah, yeah fuck. no one's going to fucking listen to this shit. I blog them all on Facebook, so... <laughs> um, what changed? Why is um, it and why did it all used sorts to be of fun? stuff? It used to be fun because I used to do some really cool things, um, and I guess they just changed direction, mm. and also some personal things. Mm. Um, they're just being dicks, mm. and it's a shame because they're become they're like a, the stereotype, you know, of what people expect. I have no idea what the stereotype (laughs) of a bong manufacturer is. You need to clue me in, Sabrina. What is the stereotype of a bong manufacturer that makes dicks? Is when I took the job, I was 21. I didn't have insurance. Yeah. Pre meds. Yeah. No, I mean I. There really are good people in the adult industry. I can't lie. Um, And when it was good, it was good. And I know people who are still having a good time in the industry. But it was surprising to me to find. A lot of people working in some of these jobs, um, and it's just a job. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? Mm-hmm. Who aren't actually like passionate about it, um, and that just makes for some shitty shit. You know. Mm. But there are some good things out there, and I um, I do suggest that people um, support like smaller because there are smaller and like independent kind of things, or like some trusted stores, or like. Um, 
I know, like, Babeland is uh, pretty trustworthy. And Pleasure Chest, like, I hear is trustworthy. And I see, I know some of the people who do, like, workshops there. And I would trust them. But they do carry some products that I wouldn't, like, use. Because, like, they're starting to become a little bit more mainstream as far as, like, sex stuff goes. You know? I'm a little curious about what that means, though, in terms of, like... Are you saying that the ethics behind the manufacturing of the items is not good, or the is there behind the scenes politics of these companies similar to something like American Apparel, where there's like weird sexual, you know, uh, harassment stuff that's happening behind the scenes or something? Um, I think I'm like technically not supposed to even be talking about all this. Copy, stuff that. Copy that. <laughs> we don't have to. If you're yeah. Uncomfortable. Um. It's just there's good and bad in every industry, you know, mm-hmm. and people can change and evolve. And I'm so curious about this sometimes. now. When we're not on the air, I'm going to ask you about this again. Uh, and, you know, my, the place I work does put out some good stuff. It really does. I use some of their stuff. Um, but some of it I wouldn't. And I even, even I'm as, just picturing, like, even, Venezuelan slave kids, like, producing, <laughs> like, bongs and shit. Everything from them is probably made in China. Touche. Um, Everything ex- and everywhere in America is made yeah. in fucking China. Except for, so- they have small, like, some stuff that they make here, but, um, yeah. Um, I do have lots of stupid, ridiculous stories, though, because it's not my first job in the industry, either. Oh, well, what did you do before? Um... Well, when I worked downtown L.A., I lived in what I just referred to as the sex warehouse. Nobody was supposed to legally be living in this place. Oh, dude, I'm so excited about this. Tell me. And um, it's just like, you know, they, like, did a show there um, online and stuff and had a sex phone, like, phone sex fucking Mm -hmm, shit. mm -hmm. And so it was like, you uh, work there to live there kind of situation. Mm. Um. And that was another situation that was, like, pretty cool at first. Like, I was running out of money, was going to have to move back to Philly, all that kind of shit. So I was like, I'm going to go on the internet and find some ridiculous kind of shenanigans to get into <laughs> before I leave. So I, like, have some stories. And I found a internship mm. at this place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was just wild and ridiculous. So I did it and um, just, like, helped, like, kind of, like, PA kind of, shit i guess um, is that is that there's like webcam people fucking for like nine hours and they're like go get us some mcdonald's <laughs> no. go get us some mcdonald's sabrina no they do a show like once a week that like broadcasts online so there's people that pay to watch it mm-hmm. and there's people who could listen for free but then they also do a phone sex business and some webcam stuff but mostly phone sex and that's all week 24 7 mm. um so if you do phone sex and you put that you're available and you're asleep, they'll call you to wake you up to fucking get somebody off. Um, so, yeah, that was the first one. That's, That's amazing. What got, and what's funny is that job actually is what got me my current job. Oh, really? Office manager there ended up. A- mm. So I went from that job to another job where I was just kind of doing office work, but it was porn. And then my office manager from the warehouse job was at was like they need like a pervy writer and i was like okay you're like got this <laughs> so yeah do you uh do you miss the phone sex bullshit because that sounds kind of oh hilarious God. okay so i did do it and my phone sex name was lydia yes um 
as in deets. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, when I'm in the right headspace, it's really fun. And I have some. I had regulars who requested me. Yeah. Yeah. What's yes, up? Bitch. And um, the first time I ever um, did like Dom work was there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was really, that's one of my favorite stories because like, I was like freaking the fuck out. Like I hadn't been there that long and my debit card went missing. Oh. And I was like, what the fuck? Cause I live with all these new people and all yeah. that. So I'm like fucking tripping and like fucking this bitch calls me cause I had put that I was like available, but then this shit happened. And I was like, dude, I can't right now. Like I'm freaking the fuck out dealing with this shit. And she's like, well, are you sure? Cause like they need you. And I was like, really? Like they really can't do somebody like, what about such and such? Um, Starla, she was like our best one. <laughs> um, and he, the girl was like, well, they asked for like our like meanest, cruelest mm-hmm, mm-hmm. person available. So, and I was like, fuck, fine. And it worked that I was pissed because once I was able to like cross the threshold of like assuming it was going to be uncomfortable, like I fucking owned that motherfucker. (laughs) He was fucking satisfied. That's so cool. How long did you uh, work there for? Just like six months. I ended up having to leave because my best friend died. I actually mentioned that. My best friend died and that just fucked up my world. And um, I was slipped in a really bad depression. And um, when you're in that kind of depression, you can't do shit, let alone try to pretend you want to fuck people you know <laughs> yeah yeah like, <laughs> like, no, like yeah, no i don't i don't want to take this call no they need you i don't care yeah like f- no. no i don't give a shit <laughs> so i stop i that's when i knew like um that as far as that type of adult work went, i was not going to be able to rely on it because i was just not able to do it um <clears throat> so i was able to get out into that um somebody i knew kind of tipped me in on the next job. Right. And so, yeah. Right. Uh, have you made zines about this? No, I plan on putting it in the celibate slot. Okay. It's cool. all super intertwined, too, with, like, um, recovery stuff. And gotcha. Like, yeah, so... Because um, I want to read an entire, like, <laughs> bullshit just about that. Um, yeah, I think that a lot of people do. <laughs> yeah. And I plan to, I plan to. I do. I did a cool um, thing at Improv Olympics once. I don't know if they still do it, but there was a show called um, Glory Stories, and they would have a porn star come in, and um, they would get a word from the audience. They would tell a true story from, like, their experience, and then comedians would um, improv scenes based on the porn star story. Yeah, yeah. And, like... A por- like an actual porn star like dropped out last minute and I know the guy who was running the show and like he knew like the random shit I did so he asked me to go in and like do it and I did and what story did you tell? Um, I told a few but I think the one I remember the most was just like trying to go to sleep but everyone was partying and I was like in footy pajamas, not to be cute or ironic. Like, it was really cool because we lived in a fucking warehouse. Mm-hmm. But I had to go through what they called the womb room. <laughs> <laughs> 
to get to the kitchen and I was fucking high as fuck and I want a snack. So I go through the womb room and that's where like the show is brought like broadcast and filmed and there's a bed and um people fucking around and everything and one of my friends is still out there like partying and she holds up a bowl. Um so I go over and I'm like whatever I'm out here I might as well smoke this fucking weed. And <laughs> So I'm smoking weed and I look over and one of my other friends is a photographer and he's taking pictures of these girls on the bed fucking around. And he looks at me and like nods like he wants me to come over. So I go over to give him the bowl and he like nods at the girls. And so stuff went down. (laughs) The one girl was like, I was like, oh, you want to smoke? And she was like, I don't like weed, but I do like girls. (laughs) I was like, oh my god, how like fucking like, again with the stereotypes, like please, like just tell me you want to fuck, like just get to it. Yeah. But no. um, I love that you did this all though in 40 pajamas. mm -hmm, Mickey Mouse, like snowflake, like like, the red base with Mickey Mouse and snowflakes. That's so good. Uh, I think the la- the the last time I saw you not at LA Zine Fest was that uh, signing thing or the the live reading, and you were in footy pajamas there too. Is that a thing that you? What live reading? Well, you did. Well, you played his ukulele uh, at Jen's shop. Oh, wearing, that was the. Oh, that one. You were one? wearing footy pajamas there. Yeah, I like really like footy pajamas. It used to be a thing that I really would like every. Like, when I went to things, like, whether it was a party or event or whatever, I have quite a few. Um, And, yeah, I guess just for shows and shit, when I'm feeling silly, like, I like to wear footy pajamas because it's funny and cute. But then I can just, like, unzip it and take it halfway off and, like, not have a shirt on very quickly. (laughs) (laughs) So good. So good. And the... Oh, which one was I wearing? Oh, no. I was probably wearing... Was it a panda one? Yeah, I think I so. I got a better panda one since then. And it panda has 2.0. A fucking butt flap. Panda, panda, panda. panda. <laughs> it's a butt flap and a tail. Yeah. Dope. Yes. Dope. That's yes. super cool. Also, my hand is like seizuring. Uh, Maybe you're dehydrated. <laughs> I don't think it's that. I think it's I've been working so much lately and like uh, I've been basically pulling all nighters. I don't know what's happening, but this, right here is just like contracting. If this doesn't stop soon, I'm going to go find some ice. Okay. Because it does not feel good. Um, I'm like, oh, is there any room? Ooh, I like this. Ooh, a person? They are like, um, aren't they a derby person? I don't know. I feel like I've seen that name, like... Cowabunga dude? No, it says by a person, and there's like an artist who goes by a person, and I feel like I've seen them very frequently in like Mm. the derby community. I don't know very much. Can you do some Googling? You have a fucking laptop. (laughs) (laughs) I think I know the story behind that. Yeah? What is it? That was for the Simpsons art show, which uh, we had a Simpsons art show here. And then Fox was like, you can't call it an art show. You have to call it a tribute show because mm. it's not official. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of Simpsons, not Simpsons, uh, yeah, Simpsons people were in the show mm. that were no longer allowed to be in the show. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty what? sure. I'm, I'm, I mean, it could be a different person going by a person. Oh, that's fucking shady and awesome. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Um, Fuck the man. <laughs> Fuck Matt Groening. Groening. <laughs> Whatever the shit you pronounce your name. Hey. Really? Um, 
Well, yeah, I'm sure course. if you got that much money, you don't care. I mean, he's got to get so much. He's fucking stupid, brother. I'm sure. <laughs> um, word. Uh, do you have any suggestions or um, guidelines for people in terms of, you know, when they're tabling at your show, what you are looking for, or uh, recommendations for people who want to start tabling uh, at conventions? Um, Just bringing it full circle back to the zine. Yeah, I was wondering, like, how long we're gonna? Whoa, talk like, how about... far are you gonna push me into this fucking like yeah. black hole of buttholes? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this yes, episode's title. Yes, he like almost hit the fucking desk with that one. Uh, dude, this I'm ep- back. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is going to be called a black hole of buttholes. Yes, I'm, I'm. I'm requesting that. Please, can this be called a black hole of buttholes? Fucking. That would be. You know, my mom's still gonna be proud as fuck. <laughs> um. Well, okay, so I'm going through applications right now, and the thing that's most frustrating is, um, like, just really vague answers. Like, when I ask what's going to be at your table, that means, like, what's, what's going to be, be on at, it, yes. right? And I'm, like, not getting – like, some what people are say? just – it's almost like they're regurgitating, like, because I also ask, like, is there a mission or concept behind your table? Like, if you're a collective or just – even if you're just an artist and you – whatever, make, tell me your feelings yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost like some of them will just, like, give me a generic thing there and almost just regurgitate it in the second one instead of telling me what's actually – going to be at their table, you know. Mm. So I just, like, the details I think are important, even if you think you're writing too much. Like, sometimes it actually matters because if I'm, like, deciding between people, if it comes to that, like, that shit's going to matter, you know. If I don't know anything about your work, I can't vouch for you. Right. Um, and, like, rel- like, links that work or links that actually show your work. Um, I was, like, not understanding, how again, how I was supposed to, like, not judge, but get an understanding of people's work without being able to see it. Um, so that's a, that's my, like, I guess, suggestion for if you're trying to f- vend at things. I guess being when they're actually at the fest, I don't know. Be cool, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, we... Uh, we, I, 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 I feel like most people, they, they're nervous about telling what they make almost because it, like, I know that when I fill out applications, I kind of low key try to tailor it to the person that I think is reading it. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, uh, if it's a zine show, I'm like, I make a fuckload of zines. Mm-hmm. I make so many zines. Mm-hmm. Or if it's like a big, bigger comic convention, I'm like, I've worked for every company. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> uh, whereas, you know, honesty is probably more your... Well, I mean, let's best. say, you know, you can write whatever you want, but if you show me links to your shit, I'm going to probably see... What you're no telling shit. me yeah, or no what shit. you're not telling me, yep. you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, um, everybody's got their way of doing things. Word. But I just, um, I am trying to figure out the most efficient way to place as many people as I can. But I'm also trying to prioritize Valley artists. Sure. And um, 
and not Aristotle. <laughs> Fuck that dude. Fuck Just that kidding. dude. Actually, Aristotle does make scenes. Though. He's a VIP. And uh, you should definitely have him because I'm fairly certain that he applied. Did he? Yes. Protein press. Uh, I recall. <laughs> I may recall. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's all right or whatever. <laughs> That's not true. I love Aristotle. Aristotle fan number one. Numero uno. Aristotle fan. I have a giant, like, one of those foam... Uh, those foam fingers that just says Aristotle fan number one. I want one. All right, I'll make you one. Thank you. Yeah, I'm not gonna do that. Why? Because <laughs> I don't actually have one. You're a dick. I know. I'm not Aristotle. Now we're getting one made. All right. <laughs> uh, do you have a personal site that you'd like to pimp other than the San Fernando Valley site? Um, I don't have my own website. Um, I mean, I'm always down to tell everyone to come watch Roller Derby. Yes, where is that? SFV, as in San Fernando Valley. SFVRollerDerby.com. It's also SFV Roller Derby on Instagram and Facebook. And then, of course, SFV Zine Fest is on Instagram and Facebook. Yes. And, um... Zines, 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 zines. I'm stoked. Fuck yeah. Send me your shit. Do it, everybody. Oh, and... I did want to mention that there's a page also on the site to submit if you'd like to volunteer. And people who volunteer at the fest, there will be like a free space for them to make sure their stuff still gets sold. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. Dope. Um, well, thank you for being on the show. I appreciate Thanks. it. Thank you for uh, enjoying Aristotle more than any human has thank ever enjoyed. Thank Aristotle for enjoying me. I want a I want a buddy cop. I want a buddy cop movie with the two of you, but where he's like Silent Bob and doesn't say anything and just kind of like laughs and nods. Yeah, that's correct. Mm -hmm. That would be correct. You're the no nonsense. You could make that into a zine. Yes. What? (laughs) Thanks, dude. Thank you. On Instagram at xDaveBakerX, same on Twitter, and uh, come find me on the Facebooks, just Dave Baker. Uh, If you'd like to find the show, it's at MelkComics.com, and it's obviously named, it's pronounced Zine.